the series now. And the Lord has been revealing to me some incredible things. Have you enjoyed this series? I know I have. I want to talk to you today about walking in the Holy Spirit. Walking with the Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to join me in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. And I don't endeavor to be here before you long today. The late Bishop Williams said, I'd endeavor to be here before you long, but who is to say how long is long? <laughs> but it's not my endeavor to be here before you. I want to drop some nuggets of truth on you today. I don't have an outline per se. The Holy Spirit will be the outline today, amen? I want to bring some, some scripture reference to you about what it means to walk in the Holy Spirit, give you some nuggets of truth, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what that means as we talk about walking with the Holy Spirit. You have Galatians 5? Look at verse 13. We'll go through verse 26. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love. Everybody say love. love. Through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Hmm. Hmm. The whole law is fulfilled in love. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Did you know love is a law? You ever heard of the law of love? Love is the most powerful, powerful force that we will ever encounter in our life. Bible says God is love. Yes. Is there anything more powerful than God? Let me keep moving. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, 
envy, drunkenness, orgies, things like these. I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you remember talking about the fruit of the Spirit last week? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Everybody say, walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Now I talked to you last week about the fruit of the Spirit. Talked to you about the abiding relationship. Remember I used a semicircle? How many of you were here last week? Okay. For those of you who weren't here, um, I'd like for you to picture a semicircle like this. You guys got that in your mind? Picture Picture a hinge right in the middle of that semicircle. And then picture a pendulum that swings from one side of it to the other side of it. Each time swinging a commensurate amount. One side to the other side. Jesus said, if you abide in me, if you press into an abiding relationship with me, he said, you will bear much fruit. So the more we press into an abiding relationship with Jesus, watch this now, through the Holy Spirit, what will happen from that abiding relationship is there will be the fruit of the Spirit. And I said that there was, there was a time for abiding and then growth and then fruit and then prune and then abiding and then growth then pruning and fruit remember I said that yeah yeah well you, you guys got it right I was kind of but you guys got it right there will always be fruit there will always be fruit from any relationship that you're in if it's a bad relationship, you're going to have bad fruit. If it's a good relationship, you're going to have good fruit. Jesus said that a tree is known by its fruit. If you are in an abiding relationship with Jesus, the Holy Spirit will produce fruit in your life. Amen? Fruit. Last night um, was an amazing night. I wish all of you could have been there. My family has flown in from all over. As a matter of fact, my sister Danielle. This is my sister Danielle. This is my youngest sister right here. She's from Arizona. And um, I've got a brother that flew in from, I don't know where he's at, California, I think. And, um, hmm? and my nieces. My nieces are here too. They've been here before, so they haven't. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, you guys have been here before, right? Yeah. We're not recording this today, right? Okay. I just feel like, I just, I, I just feel like days, it's one of those days where I can just be me, you know what I mean? All these, all these stuff. Okay. We're not recording it. Oh, we, it's recording. 
It's recording? Oh. Oh, well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. Where's it recording from? Is it recording from up there? Facebook ah! <laughs> Live. Good to have you with us today. Yeah. So does that mean I have to be all formal everything now? No. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, I do love my nieces. Just so you know that, my, bro my brother Jeffrey, I do, I do love my nieces. And we're, we're glad that they're here today. Um, but last night we had honor in my dad who, who has, man, I'm telling you, my mom and dad have spent a lifetime walking in the Holy Spirit. They've been married 65 years. Married 65 years. We were at the Sheridan, and we were in a big banquet room, and my mom and dad were, were up on the podium, seated, and they allowed our family to have words. And all of our family came up on the stage and gave us an opportunity to speak to my father and my mother about the incredible job that they have done leading our family into the things of God. Eight children, all of us following Jesus. Three pastors, a couple of deacons. Um, I mean, I could go on. It's not, this is not so much about my family as much as it is about someone who's willing to walk in the spirit and over the duration of time see the fruit of the spirit not just evident in their life but in the lives of their children and listen and their children's children and their children's children's children for four generations it's, it's what he promises and so I, I had a bird's eye view of watching what that feels like and looks like when someone is willing to give their life in the pursuit of walking in the Spirit of God. How many of you know that God is not a respecter of persons? Every single one of us in here can enjoy the same relationship. You know, I told you three or four weeks ago, I said, I've had great mentors in my life. I said, my mom, my mom and my dad have been good mentors. My, my wife has been an incredible companion. My brothers and sisters were close. We're a close-knit family. I've had mentors that have gone on to be with God and some that I still see on a regular basis that I love. But I have never had a closer friend than the Holy Spirit. Never. The, the Holy Spirit is my closest confidant and he walks with me and he talks with me and I walk with him and I talk with him. You can have that too. You and I were created for full relationship in the Spirit. In this passage here, Paul talks about what it means to, to be in the Spirit. He says, listen, he says, 
we walk in the Spirit, we're led by the Spirit, we live in the Spirit, we keep in step with the Spirit. And then he goes on to tell us, and when we do, we will bear the fruit of the Spirit. You guys with me? Then he says this. He says, if you walk in the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And here in this text is the ageless conflict between our flesh and the Spirit. And it confronts everyone, and followers of Christ are no different. But look at what he says here, and I want, and I want you to get this. Don't miss this. The answer to the conflict begins with a command. Walk in the Spirit. Paul says, I say to you, walk in the Spirit. And here's the promise. When you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I was talking to somebody, I was talking to several people this week because I just, I did a test, right? I'm always, I'm always testing theories. And, and so, so I did a test. I said, have you ever been asked, I want you to ask yourself this question too. Have you ever been asked to go for a walk with someone and then not speak a word to them while you're walking? Anybody? Anybody just ask you, will you and then not speak a word to you when you're walking? Except now, there's an exception. There's two exceptions. Here's the first one. If they just be with them because there's a time for that. Or if you don't like <laughs> I had that happen, man. I, I had somebody I've done that, Pastor, but each other very much. When you when 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 you want someone, there's normally dialogue that takes place. And the longer you walk with someone, the more comfortable you become with them. Did you know that marriage relationships are like a walk? And the longer you walk with someone, the more you get to know them. And the more you get to know them, the more stuff comes out. <laughs> and the more stuff comes out, the more we have to change. And the more we change, the more stuff comes out. I was watching my mom and dad last night been walking together for 65 years. I was watching my mom on the platform last night. My dad knows her so well because they've been walking together for 65 years. And my dad was speaking, addressing the congregation. And my mom was standing there like, ooh, if you give me that mic one time, boy, ooh. <laughs> she just wound up. And so my dad, my dad literally like, turned his back on my mom. He's like, Turn his back. Because they, they've been together for so long, they understand each other. It was just, it's just, it's amazing. Our, our relationship with the Holy Spirit is a walk. He, he, wants to, he wants to walk with us 
to get to know us. And he wants us to know him. And there'll be times in this walk where where he'll do a lot of talking and it's just for us to listen. And there are times in this journey, and I don't know, I know you guys know about this, that we do a whole lot of talking and he listens. And then there are times where the mutual dialogue is sweet. But unlike any friend, our walk with the Holy Spirit is eternal because he promised that he would never leave us. He's seen our best. He's seen our worst. He's not afraid of us. Hmm. I believe that it's impossible for us to walk in the spirit and gratify the lust of the flesh. I think it's when we decide to tell I got something I really want you hold up for right here and I'll come back and get you in a few minutes. Come on now. Is it a hard walk back? It's not as hard as I think, Elizabeth. It's not hard. Okay, Lord, how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to do this? The love of God is endless. It's unfathomable. It's unchanging. It never ceases. It's steadfast. It's new every morning. You know, the tough part is, the tough part is for us to come back to him. Because the enemy wants us to play movies in our head that that thing that we did, God can't forgive us for that. Or you've done that one too many times, so God's not going to forgive you because, you, I mean, the last time and you said, God, I'll never do that again. And you have. So God, God is way far away from you. But no, he is not. He is nearer than we think. And we think we've walked away from him and we'll turn around and he's standing right there. He said, I'll never leave you. You know what? I'd even say this. I don't even think we have to walk back. I think all we have to do is repent. You know, a re- you know what repentance is? Repentance is turning away from something and moving towards something else. Turn away from something that is of lesser value and moving towards something that is of greater value. And if, and if walking in the Holy Spirit it should be our greatest love and our greatest value, then we turn away from that thing that we believe has separated us from him. Matt, stand right here for a second. Okay, so Matt and I are walking together, and I think that I've turned around and I've left Matt, right? But unlike us, where if 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 we get into an argument, you liable to turn around, and I'm like way over there. You come chase me. You come find me when you're ready, right? Okay, I'm the only one. 
I'm the only one that's had an argument and said, I had enough of that person. When they come to their senses, when they come to themselves, right? Then they come to me and we'll work it out. Right? Repentance is like this. Holy Spirit, man, I'm I messed up this time. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna turn around. Oh man, this is the one right here got me, man. I've been walking with you all my life and 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 I blew it. This one is like really, really bad. So I'm gonna have to go back and do my first work over. I gotta do all these things all over again. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna turn back and I'm gonna rip. You know what he's saying? Come on, man. Let's continue to walk together. I ain't left. I'm still here. Thank you, man. I keep cutting off? Well, I have microphone problems lately. I had a microphone problem last night. Y'all don't even know But since I'm free flowing today, I'm going to Okay, y'all put this microphone on. Oh, thank you. Oh, Lord, yes. Okay. Thank you, Mary. And the microphone started squealing and squeaking and stuff, and I just finally, I just put the microphone down because I learned a long time ago, it's not about what I say or how I say it. It's about the power of God in the words. Oh, the Holy Spirit just told me to move on to something. I think, I think maybe even to my next point. Listen. How do we walk in the spirit? How do we walk in the spirit? I have one idea I want to give you. To walk in the spirit, the first thing and only thing that we have to do is surrender to the will of God. To surrender to his will for me. To surrender to his will for you, for you, for you. We have to surrender. We have to surrender. We have to surrender. Not a partial surrender. An entire surrender. Complete surrender. Body, soul, and spirit. If you were here a few weeks ago, you know I talked about man being a tripart being. Body, flesh, and spirit, there's a difference between this, this body, this stuff, and the flesh. We call this flesh, but the Bible speaks to the flesh as the soul. The mind, the will, the emotion, the imagination, the intellect. So when we are totally surrendered, as a regenerate follower of Jesus Christ, we surrender this stuff, this body, our mind, our will, our emotion, our imagination, and our intellect, which God has given to us in our unique design, we surrender all of those things under the auspices of the soul, and then we, as regenerate beings, surrender our spirit to the Spirit of God who comes in and makes his home in us and lives in us and works and moves through us. 
That is total surrenderance. That's why Paul said, listen, you are no more your own. You are bought with a price. I said this before and I'll say it again. I think it's Galatians chapter 3, somewhere around verse 13, where it talks about the reason that Jesus, Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross so that we could have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And when we surrender our mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect to the Holy Spirit, when we give our spirit to the Holy Spirit, he controls our life through that surrenderance. I said this before and I'll say it again. In case you didn't know this, whoever, and I say who because we have two forces diametrically opposed to each other. We have God and who's the other one? The devil, right? Two diametrically opposed forces. Whoever controls your spirit, controls the rest of you. So when our spirit is yielded to the spirit of God on the inside of us, the spirit of God, God's Holy Spirit, will control our spirit, which in turn will bring in the soul under that submission and bring in our bodies under that submission. And so when we are walking in the Holy Spirit of God and our spirit is surrendered and submitted to his will, it is impossible for us to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now watch this now. Watch this. Don't miss this. I don't care how long you've been saved or how saved you are. In a moment's time, that can change. We can go from completely surrendered to unsurrendered just like that because the flesh, listen, don't miss this man, the flesh is powerful when we are unsubmitted and unsurrendered. But the flesh is dead when we do what Paul says and crucify that thing every single day. Paul says, I die daily. I bring my mind into subjection to the will of the Holy Spirit daily. I make sure my body is walking in alignment with God's will for me daily. It's a choice. It's a choice. So I have to surrender to his will for me. We were meant to have dominion in all three realms. God created us to have dominion over our bodies, to have dominion over our soul, and to have dominion over our spirit by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, I say Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. So to walk in the spirit speaks to the body relationship. It's allowing my spirit to consistently interact with the Holy Spirit all day, every day. You know, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, 
to be praying in the spirit. Right? You, man, man, listen. There should be a prayer going on inside your heart all the time. You can walk in the spirit all of the time. Everybody say all of the time. We were created by God to walk in the spirit. When God breathed into us the very essence of his spirit, he jump-started our spirit to be eternal beings from the very, very beginning. We were never meant to die. We were created to walk in the spirit and have spiritual dominance over everything all of the time. That's how God created us. We were meant to walk in the spirit. We were meant to dominate all three realms from our spirit. Walking in the spirit is a lifestyle. To walk in the spirit means I go where the spirit is going. I listen to his voice, to discern his will, to follow his guidance. <laughs> and listen to this. It is impossible for us to walk in, spirit, in the spirit and not abide in love. That's the whole premise of what Paul was writing here in Galatians chapter 5. It says, when you walk in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit that begins with love will be evident in your life. And listen, if you abide in the Spirit, you will abide in love. And if you are abiding in love, it's impossible to not walk in love. You guys with me still? If the Holy Spirit controls the body, then we walk in the Spirit. If the flesh controls the body, then we walk according to the desires of the flesh. The Spirit and the flesh have different appetites. This is what creates the conflict. Read Romans chapter 7 when you have a chance. Watch this now. Most often our conflict won't come directly from Satan himself, but indirectly by Satan through people. And that's the reason why Paul wants to be crystal clear here. He said, listen, the battle that you are waging between the flesh and the spirit will start with the relationships that you're in. That you're in. I don't think... I try, I try to, to find instances in my life where I was battling with my flesh and it wasn't directly connected to a person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this because I have so much more I want to say, but I, I just feel like the Lord wants me to drop this and, and then we'll pick it up next week. When we walk in the Spirit, He, the Holy Spirit, will keep us from sabotaging His plan that He has for us by helping us to govern our daily behavior as He orders our steps. Psalms chapter 37, beginning in verse 23, says, The steps of a man or a righteous man or the children of God is what it talks about, is established by God when he delights in his way. I'm going to touch this and we'll pick this up next week. 
To walk in the Spirit means to walk with God on a predetermined, predestined path that he's chosen for you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. I want you to chew on that this week and ask God what that means for you. To walk in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, as Paul was saying, is to walk in such a way where the Holy Spirit leads you into your predestined plan that God has already laid out for your life. How can you say that, Pastor Greg? Because God is omnipresent and the Holy Spirit is omniscient. God is everywhere at the same time. He knows every day of your future. The Holy Spirit, the omnipresent and the omniscient Holy Spirit dwells in you. And he already knows every day of your life is what the Bible says. Why wouldn't he tell you about your life and the plan he has for your life if you are willing to walk with him every step of the way? Stand with me. Maybe you're here today and you, you've said to yourself, you know, Pastor Greg, wow, that's... um." That's a good word, but I, I've been wrestling with my flesh. My thought life is out of control. My reactions are out of control. I have a short fuse as it relates to people in my life. May I suggest to you that the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to leave your, lead your life like that. And just like you can get in the flesh in a moment's time, you can choose to walk in the Spirit in a moment's time if you're a follower of Jesus. Because God's Spirit already lives in you. Father, I pray for my brothers and my sisters this week. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that as you lead them into this week, that you will reveal over and over again the truths that were shared today. That when we walk according to your spirit, we cannot and will not be controlled by the desires of our flesh. Thank you that you have a plan for each one of us. And thank you that as we nestle up to your Holy Spirit, that you reveal to us great and mighty things that we know not of. Now, Father, I pray for your hand of protection and provision over each person here and the families that they are connected to. I pray that you ward off danger seen and unseen in every capacity, naturally, psychologically, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in every single way, protect
protect my brothers and sisters, your children, until we meet again. For those who are absent here from here today, Father, I pray a hedge of protection around them. Keep us safe. And keep us humble and ever looking up to you. In Jesus' name, amen.